Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast. I'm Maya, and this is the last episode in our second summer short series. The aim of the series is to bring you weekly bite-sized episodes through July and August, covering different papers from our team here at the Centre for Appearance Research. I'm here today with Kirsty, who is a research fellow at CAR. Hi, Kirsty. So thanks so much for joining us today. Can you tell us a bit about the paper that we're going to be talking about? Yeah, sure. Hi, Maya. So um, the paper we're talking about today is titled um, Body Image Among Girls in Indonesia, Associations with Disordered Eating Behaviours, Life Engagement, Desire for Cosmetic Surgery and Psychosocial Influences. And this has recently been published in, and this is a bit of a mouthful, the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. And then within that journal, it is published in a special issue titled Body Image, Disordered Eating and Mental Health in Adolescents. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Quite a long journal title, that one, isn't it? <laughs> Quite a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and can you tell me, did you have any co-authors on this project as well? So, yes, I worked with three co-authors, um, Dr. Nadia Craddock, who you will all know very well on the podcast, Senior Research Fellow here at CAR. I also worked with Dr. Ayu Saraswati, who is an Indonesian Professor of Women's Studies at the University of Manoa in Hawaii. And then lastly, um, we worked with Professor Philippa Diedrix, who, again, probably know well on the podcast, a professor here at CAR. Um, and the research was funded by the Dove Self-Esteem Project. Fantastic. Great team. And yes, like you say, lots of familiar names in there as well. Um, and we also had Ayu on a, a on a previous episode as well. So if anyone's interested in her work, you can go check that out. Um, can you tell us a bit about what you were trying to find out with this project then? Yeah, sure. Um, so we wanted to understand um, a little bit more about body image among girls in Indonesia. So there's some research into this, but comparatively little um, compared to research that we've done in the UK and the research out there in Australia and the US. Um, and the research that has been done in Indonesia is tends to be in little pockets of Indonesian society. So primarily centred um, on the largest island on the island of Java and concentrated within cities. So it's very bitty at the moment. Mm -hmm. So we were looking to expand the evidence in this space um, and particularly to try and build the case as to why or why not this topic might be important to consider in this context. So we had three main research questions. So our first research question was just looking at the prevalence of some of these issues in young people or young girls specifically. Um, so we wanted to look at the prevalence of body image concerns in 10 to 17 year olds and then also look at the prevalence of disordered eating behaviours, desire for cosmetic surgery and looking at what extent girls might be opting out of life activities due to appearance related concerns. And then as a second research question, we wanted to look at the relationship between these constructs. So is body image associated with disordered eating behaviours, life engagement, desire for cosmetic surgery in this context? And then thirdly, the last research question, and um, we wanted to look at what was driving body image concerns in this population. So is it girls' internalisation of appearance ideals? Is it a lack of media literacy in this population? Is it appearance-related teasing is very prevalent? Or is it self-esteem? So those are the kind of things we were thinking might be going on in this context, and we wanted to kind of dig in and find out a bit more. 
Thanks, Kirsty. Really interesting. And I guess, like you're saying, if if some a lot of the research is kind of quite disconnected among uh, amongst Indonesian society at the moment, it's a really important piece of work to kind of get that overall picture. And also, like you were saying, there's some kind of mechanisms in there that you were looking at and and what kind of drives those behaviours. And that's something that's that's obviously super important in order to understand um, kind of the role of appearance and body image and and how that might be having um, what kind of impact that might be having on the lives of these adolescent girls. So thank you. Um, so can you tell me how you went about answering those questions? Yeah, sure. So due to our long-standing academic partnership with the Dove Self-Esteem Project, we had access to data already collected by Unilever. Um, so this data is primarily collected um, to inform Dove's kind of global body confidence strategy and goals. So it's a global study and they, they carry out these like kind of enormous global studies to kind of get a finger on the pulse of what's really important in the lives of young girls. And uh, we as a research team were fortunate to have the opportunity um, to use this data to really drill down into the data provided by the young Indonesian girls specifically um, and to conduct more detailed and rigorous assessment into this population. And what was really special about the data that we had access to is that it was made up of a na nationally representative sample of girls in Indonesia which is something we don't often have like the funding scope um, or resource to do in an academic setting. So it was a really cool data set that we had to work with for this project. Amazing. And it's really great that you had access to that really big data set. And like you said, I guess that um, really helps to access kind of all different um, areas of the population. Like you said, we often have issues with kind of groups that we are that are really underserved or underrepresented within the kind of larger population. So that's really nice to have that opportunity to access that data. Um, so can you tell me what kind of some of the take home messages or the key findings were from this study? Sure. So first and foremost, we found that body image is as prevalent an issue for the Indonesian girls as we see in other parts of the world. I think sometimes the assumption can be made that body image and eating disorders are a problem for those in high income countries um, or typically westernised contexts. And what this research does is kind of adds to the evidence that this like, simply is not the case. It's prevalent in many parts of the world. Um, secondly, um, the research showed that the body image concerns in this population perhaps present earlier than we thought. Um, so we saw similar prevalence rates um, of body image concerns in the 10 to 13 year olds as we did in the 14 to 17 year olds. And this is a really important point from an in intervention point of view, um, because it shows that we might need to intervene a little bit earlier than perhaps we have done in the past. Um, and it might be more efficient to be looking at those younger girls that are starting to have concerns earlier rather than waiting until older adolescence when these concerns might become more ingrained. And then thirdly, when we were looking at what might be driving body image concerns in this population, appearance related teasing came out as quite a strong predictor of body image in this group, um, which kind of starts to give a bit of an indicator of what we might need to tackle if we want to try and improve body image in this population. Oh, great. Interesting. Thank you for um, talking us through that. Um, I guess there's a couple of points that come out there for me is that the, firstly, the the point around um, body image being a prevalent issue outside of Western context, because I know, like you were saying, that we're often kind of looking at mostly kind of white, um, um, very Western um, kind of focusing on kind of the UK, US, Australia. So it's great that this work is being done outside of that group um, and we can understand um that experience better um and also that 
we might need to intervene a little bit younger. I know that that's something that's been found in Western populations. So it's great, again, that you can kind of uh, broaden that outside of um, kind of uh, the the usual kind of suspects almost and understand better about how we intervene uh, in, in Indonesian populations as well to kind of um, support these girls a bit better. Um, was there anything in there that surprised you? Yeah, actually. So what really stood out for me was that one of the questions that was asked in this big survey was if the girls had the time and all the money, would they have cosmetic surgery to change aspects of their appearance that they don't like? And what I was surprised about was that over half said yes, they would. Um, and this really stood out as being quite striking because I think mm. intuitively I thought that less girls would be saying yes to this question because a they wouldn't perhaps be invested enough in their appearance to consider such an extreme measure or b due to the risks associated with surgery they might say no mm -hmm. um, so the results here are suggesting that girls are either unhappy enough or invested enough in their appearance that they're potentially would, willing to consider extreme methods to change their appearance or are either not aware of the risks associated with cosmetic surgery or are willing to take on those risks um, in attempt to change their appearance. And I think this is definitely something worthy of more, more research um, to find out what it is that's making this seem like an, a kind of, a, not a good route to go down, but like it's something that is in the minds of young people mm -hmm. already that obviously time and money come into it. But beyond that, it's something that they're kind of um, potentially considering. Absolutely. Really important um, for for us to understand more what the the kind of thoughts and motivations might be behind that. And of course, we know that cosmetic procedures do carry a risk and they are invasive. So, yeah, I think that's that's something that would be really important to look more into. Thank you. So from a like big picture point of view, what do these findings mean and um, kind of what are the implications um, or applications? Yeah, so essentially, I think this research kind of helps to justify why it's important to develop body image in interventions, not just for young people in high income countries, but low and middle income countries too. Um, and I think this kind of prevalence work is kind of step one in the process and kind of mapping those consequences of body image. Um, I, I would like to hope go some way in providing evidence to those in a position of power, whether that's policymakers, industry leaders, or those that hold kind of the purse strings, I guess, to act and change the world for better. It's helping kind of justify the need to focus on body image and it's not benign and there really is a need to tackle this issue because when you see that there is a direct relationship between body image and disordered eating or cosmetic surgery or whatever it is, it will hopefully um, translate to those that can create change. Yeah, completely. I guess with any of this work, you have to start off with that kind of justification stage. Of, and, and we know that it's important, but we have to make it clear and kind of create that body of evidence on which to base interventions and then kind of reach out to kind of policymakers and people in those positions of power that way. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add at all? Yeah, so although this is very current research, I think it was published last month, the data used in the research was actually collected in 2017. So in some ways it's quite dated. Mm. Um, so we've actually been using this data for the past few years um, in the development of two body image resources for young girls and boys in Indonesia. Um, so we've kind of put the put the 
horse before the cart. No, the mm-hmm. cart yep. before the horse. Yep, yep, I know what you mean. <laughs> in some respects, in the way that this has been published, but essentially this research has been added to the bulk of evidence we already have in the literature um, in the development of two resources that have already been spoken about in the podcast, I think, at some length. So there's the um, Wani Wani Waktu intervention that we did a we did an episode on, I think, last year, uh, which is a social media based intervention for young girls in Indonesia. And then more recently, we are just in the process of publishing some research which is a school-based resource that we worked with with Dove and UNICEF, and that was led by Nadia. So those are the kind of two main outcomes to come out of this stream of, of work. So we've already developed what we think might be helpful to, to young people and gone about evaluating those. That's so, so cool as well that you've already kind of got those outcomes and that stuff that's out in the world, um, kind of um, out in the wild um, and and being evaluated as well. And we can link the, that podcast episode and um, anything else that's relevant in the show notes for this um, episode as well. Um, so I've got one last question uh, before I go and arguably the most important question. Because it's our summer short series, can you please tell us what your favourite summer snack would be? Of course, my favourite question of the lot, Maya. Um, so not really a snack, more of a meal. But for okay. me, in, in the summer, you cannot beat fish and chips on the beach. Oh, that's excellent because it also comes with a setting, a nice summery setting that you go to. Yeah. I have like a whole beach day. Beautiful. Yeah, you Great answer. You can, yeah. you, can, you can taste the salt. I absolutely can. Absolutely can. Great answer. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much, Kirsty, for joining us um, on the podcast. And thanks, everybody, for listening to Appearance Matters, the podcast. This has been the last episode in our summer short series for this year. And we really hope you've enjoyed these brief weekly episodes focused on recently published work from Carr. As always, please make sure to like and subscribe and rate and review and tune in in September for our next feature length episode. Until next time. Bye. Bye.